0: Hi, this is Russ Ballard, and you're listening to the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Good morning, good afternoon. It could be even good evening where you are. I'm really sorry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Voices of Russ Ballard podcast with myself, Ian. And me, Sven. Hello, folks. Hello, hello, Sven. So welcome to the second part of our brilliant conversation with chris white i hope everybody enjoyed the first part um but there's lots more to come some real fun stuff don't want to spoil it we won't say anymore um but before we just go on um we got some some news about the podcast we've added some a a really nice facility for you the listeners to 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 get in touch sven's going to tell you more about it sven
2: we had some people asking us, hey guys, we are not on Facebook and how can we contact you? And we thought, okay, yeah, we, we messed it up in the first step. So why not add the ability that you can contact us? Um, very, very simple via email. So we've set up a, an email address which is Warp for Voices of Russ Ballard at russballardmusic.com. That simple. So Warp at rustballadmusic.com and uh yeah you can you can give us feedback via this inbox you can share your Rust related stories with us so we do have a chance to to include them in future podcasts you know it's great it's a great way of interacting with um russ ballard fans all over the world and i I, I, I really look forward to the first mail we are getting.
1: <laughs> in I the, do too. This
2: brand new email inbox. Um, I would say we, we share it with our listeners. <laughs> so be careful what you, what you drop as first message to warp at com. I think it would be nice if people just would say that was a, an amazing edition of Chris White today what do you think
1: Ian? that would be great that would be great i i think we're, we're going to have you are going to have lots of of emails uh sven all your all your fans out there that that really enjoy your voice and uh, going to want to know a little little bit more about about who is this who's this mystery mystery man from germany i think i i can't wait i can't wait to see all these uh these legions of fans that are going to want to know more about you
2: my God, we need to st- we need to stop here. Ian, tell us a little bit what can we expect from today's edition of the Voices of Ross Ballad Podcast with the wonderful Chris White.
1: Well, we've got lots. We've got um, we're talking about uh, obviously Colin Blundstone. Uh, mm. We're talking about a love sandwich. I've got to be careful how I say that, <laughs> uh, but honestly, it's all above board. I promise. Uh, we're going to give you the chance to to choose what you think about an Argent version of a song and the same song by Sparrow. Uh, we've got an exclusive actually uh, to talk about Chris who first demoed Dire Straits and I didn't know that and I bet lots of you out there didn't know that but I'm not going to tell you anymore, you just might as well listen, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hand over to Sven with the first question of part two
3: Hello I'm Chris White and you're listening to the Voices of Rust Ballard podcast
2: Did did you ever feel this will be a hit, for example, with uh, Hold Your Head Up uh, as a producer or or with Liar?
3: I thought both of them. I thought Liar would be a hit and I also thought Hold Your Head Up would be a hit. But it was a six minute long B-side to start with. Mm -hmm. And um, then somebody in England kept playing every week.
2: Is it you, you, you write a song, you produce a song, you have a good feeling and say, okay, this will be a massive hit? Um, do you really think
3: that? I just thought it's a really good track, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: and, yeah, the better. So, right, yeah. a, a massive hit. Do you need to convince the band, okay, this must be a single because it's a no. great song?
3: No one ever knows. You never know what's going to be a hit, do you? I mean, how many times people caught out with what's going to be a hit? And they, oh, because when, when it was out, uh, hold your head up, and it wasn't being successful, because uh, we were going to put Rush's Liar out for the next single. Hmm? And I used to listen to it on the car radio and think, no, I can see why it's not a hit. Then all of a sudden it started selling three thousand a day and everything like that. Ah, oh, yes, it is a hit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know until it's out there. So singles have a life of their own they make mm-hmm. their own way you can't really judge it
1: I, I could get. I could never understand why tragedy wasn't ahead. I I absolutely love that. Another one where you just turn the sound up and play it loud. That's Mm -hmm. That's a great track. Our
3: lives are filled with failed singles.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're moving away from Arjun. We don't like to move away from Arjun, but the trouble is we'll be here all all day and you've got your Sunday to look forward to. So we're going to move on a little bit and talking about your writing and producing for Colin. Um, And I think... I'd just like to say to you that her song is just an unbelievable track, and still, I'm talking about it, and I've got goose pimples. And hearing it live, when I think the first time that Colin, I hear, I heard Colin singing that live was at that Shepherd's Bush gig, where it was part of the first half, and it's it's a magical song. So I just wanted to say, what a you know what a track, because I know you wrote that.
0: I To high beneath, but something is growing In every room, the touch of you The tender edge of loving you A child for me, and I think of you and your funny ways that spit some smile on your lovely face. For I love you.
1: Um, So tell us a little bit about your memories of helping Colin with his solo career around that time.
3: Well, uh, Rod and I, we wrote one song with us to be, uh, Misty Roses, that was the one. And then we got an arranger to play the strings at the end. But it was a bit normal. But our publisher then said they would be working with a guy called Chris Gunning. And basically, we wanted some, some Bartók-type music then because we like classical as well as jazz, Miles Davis, things like that. And Chris Gunning came up with this great piece of string thing. So we wanted to do uh, string quartets primarily.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: he came up with some great stuff. And uh, when, when I wrote her song, uh, uh, he was the ideal person that we used to go over and play on the piano to him and he'd come up with an the arrangement then plays the arrangement on the piano but when i heard that arrangement in the studio because that's the first time we hear it when the strings are in there i was blown away and i still get goosebumps now especially with colin tingier and well, recently it I'm, glad, make-
1: I'm glad you do that's great i'm, I'm not in i'm not alone
3: <laughs> <laughs> no no it, it, and it makes it makes me very emotional actually i saw some, another girl and i forgot what her name what was her name there the York called called They sent us a video of her singing it, and she was actually stunning singing. And I got goosebumps as well, you know.
1: Tremendous. Well, it's and that's down to the quality of the song, Chris. So thank you know, you. thank you very much for that. So Any's More <laughs> was the second Colin album, and I have to say my my favourite, not just because of Don't Believe in Miracles, which we talk about, but um, there's a wonderful track written by you on that called Andorra. Um, and I'd love to know yeah. the, the story of the song. And the reason I'd like to know the story of the song is that I remember Colin describing the story once uh, live on stage, and in the only way that Colin does, uh, you know. And it sounded quite interesting. So interested to hear about about the story of of Andorra and your experience. I think is that right. <laughs>
3: I was living in Spain at that time, and uh, and uh, uh, we were living in a place called Sigis, and I thought it'd be nice to drive up to Andorra. So the story is basically true, and, and we went to drive up there, and it called the whole way, basically. Uh, and that's that was my when I was first married, that was my first marriage, which was 14, 15 years ago now. But basically, um, uh, that is true story, driving up to Andorra. Yeah. And, Quite boring, actually, but because um, <laughs> it was raining all the time.
1: Yeah, you touched the rain, brilliant. Okay, um, and on the album Journey, um, Russ wrote two songs, and this is where we're getting into the sort of nerdy stuff that Sven and I are very good at. Um, but he wrote two two songs for the US only pressing of the album. Um, it's magical, and right, he, yes. and you who are lonely
0: <laughs> I just can't begin to explain the expression on my face let's just say that I've lost so much. It's true
1: And you obviously can't find them. And I don't know in these days of these, you know, streaming, we talk about the streaming things, bless them. But, um, but you know, some of us that own the, the vinyl and US copies of that, um, and obviously not just because Ross wrote them, but I think they're very powerful songs, particularly yeah. it's magical um, because it is magical. Um, so your memories of that, I, I, I wonder who decided that they wouldn't be on the album. Probably not your call. If it was Colin Solo, I, d- I don't know whether you were involved. I think
3: it. it was Colin's manager at that time decided to have more of Russ's things on there. So I don't know why it wasn't. It was taken out of my hand to be quite
1: right. Be
3: they became CBS's and the manager. I think his name was Barry Cross. Decision to do things in Okay, out of our hands, as they say.
1: Well, if anybody's listening or wants to, and you know is interested and hasn't heard those two tracks. Um, Send, us, a track, send send yeah. Sven an I message and we'll send you a link to it or, or you're sure you can find it. We love those it's, tracks, don't we, Sven? It's magical.
2: Yeah, and it's so interesting to see no nobody in that record company ever thought back in the days about, okay, let's do a special US version because some nerdy guys will buy it in 20, 30 years just for it's magical. Nobody thought about this. No. Uh, today, it's it's... It's a common thing to do, uh, especially with Japanese pressings, that you always find uh, any, well, new or unreleased songs on Japanese special editions. And it's always not,
3: better, unsealed, not unsealed. Sealed all <laughs> the time, because collectors like that, not, not opened at all or played. Yeah. Sealed, sealed unplayed I,
1: is very important. Can I at this point... Um, uh, resemble that remark and say to you that I have a copy of Argent's first album that I bought and it's still sealed and I and I can't really? and I can't open it and I put I actually posted it on the voices of Ross Ballard group and and um, our good friend the Duke in Switzerland said do not open it do not open it Ian so I haven't opened it yet
3: good yeah <laughs> it's a wise
2: decision never open it you know. Very often, I find myself buying some vinyls, and I always buy two of them: one still sealed, and one for me to play. Good idea. In mm. fact,
3: I had I had a, an album by David Bowie with a singing gnome was on it, or something like that. The
1: laughing uh, gnome. Yeah.
3: Laughing all day. to report you to the gnome office. Gnome office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The laughing gnome, that's right. Yeah, and it was unsealed, and I played it. Put the value down incredibly,
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ian, you, you have the holy grail with the Argent album, yeah, yeah. F- for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Ian, I think you do have uh, a clever question. As we are with Argent, somehow now, what what um, happened after Argent broke up?
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of Argent broke up after Counterpoints, which. I still think it's a great album and obviously John Verity coming to the fore a little more following the Circus album where he only just was a bit joining them a bit late to have too too much involvement but although the Circus gig at at, um uh the Roundhouse I don't know whether you went to that Chris did you go to that
3: yes I did I in fact I was in the Rolling Stones mobile recording it outside Uh, and the reason it got a terrible reviews by the way was the fact is the press enclosure because Bob Henry met up with some of the journalists years later. Mm. The journalist was very worried with him and he said, I just have to apologize. And he said, Well, what happened? He said, Well, the press enclosure was swamped by people, so the press couldn't go in there. So they went to the pub across the road, they didn't see the gig and slagged it off in the press, which was the end of our really.
1: Crikey. I mean, that was just amazing. I, I would, what I wouldn't give to hear the recording that you sat in that van doing, Chris, is just yeah. nobody's business. I mean, fantastic.
3: What an exhibition. I had to get going and look, you know, but I could hardly see anything because it was so crowded. Wow. Anyway, the journalists didn't see it. That was the worst thing. And wow. they, reviewed, they reviewed it, you
1: know. Oh my God. Anyway, Counterpoints, <laughs> we moved on, and, and Counterpoints was. Signified, I think, probably the end of Arjun. I I, I saw yeah. them on that tour, and, and it's all a bit of a shame. But anyway, that's on to you. Um, I noticed on the Chris White Experience website, which, by the way, um, first time we've mentioned it, but if you haven't had a look on there, you should. To all our listeners, we're going to be talking about that in a bit more detail in a moment. Go to
2: www.thechriswhiteexperience.com.
1: But on the website itself, I noticed that it says that. It, well I guess it's you describing yourself uh that your work from 1976 onwards was elusive tell us yeah. more tell us more about that
3: sorry I can't remember that I'm sort of in, in, from 70s and I'm in my late 70s now so
4: basically
3: <laughs> it ties up totally but I'm uh, work is elusive as any especially in the past COVID years I mean n- number of musicians I know who are struggling simple as that yeah and um uh, John Verity, funnily enough, he sort of said he did a gig, first gig the other day. I said, how did it go? He said, well, I got tired of the second half. Said, Standing up was the worst thing. He said, my legs were giving way. Yeah. And Ron said the same thing because they're doing a thing at Abbey Road. Yes. Uh, yeah. And basically, he said, it's worrying because we haven't played together in 18 months. And you, you hope things are going to be right, You know, you boys. Mm. Colin always, Colin Blundstone always did his exercises, every day's vocal exercises. Amazing. Because he said it's his instrument and you have to look after it.
1: So Sven, uh, we talked about the Chris White experience. I know you've got some questions about about that. Let's start talking about uh, the Chris White experience. Oh, yeah, the, the Chris
2: White experience. Um, first of all, what a wonderful idea,
1: yep. Chris, Brilliant. to release these songs or to make them available. And um, so we should say thanks to Viv and also to your sons, I think, for that. I know Viv's yeah. in the background. We should say thank thank you for
3: all the effort. Matthew and Jamie have done a great job. And they, yep. they think that archiving is important because mm. we've lost so many tapes to fires and things, which the companies have kept quiet about because they just got the insurance on it. You know, um, mm. basically, so much of that rock and roll history is disappearing to be archived. So that's what my sons have been doing and publishing, setting up publishing looking after the details really which musicians normally didn't do that you know that's why sure. I got
2: rid of it. Uh, your latest your latest release will be the sparrow album on cd
3: that's
1: correct
2: so it it was available on streaming platforms since some point in 2020 but now
4: yeah now, course, it's, available.
2: Yeah. Yeah, now it's available as or will be available as cd yeah. um with, with all your Chris White experience releases, you did an amazing job and I must really say I enjoyed the songs, I enjoyed the quality of the songs and mm-hmm. the quality of the sound it's superb, well done you and I wish other musicians would do what you guys did with the Chris White experience yeah um, agreed yeah, it, it's I can't say it often enough, this is, this is such a treat for us, so for, for really? Ian and me and so many other peoples out there listening to these songs. And Sparrow is, well, Sparrow is something Ian and I disagree about. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, well, we, do, we, 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 agree, we agree that the, it's a treasure trove and a, and a, and a brilliant album. Let's, let's yeah, put that it off. straight on. We, we, we We agree on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go on, go on. Do we discuss? Hang on. Hang on. You had somebody in Sparrow, um, which is to me a, a massive Queen fan. Uh, fantastic. You had Mike Moran on board as musical director.
3: Yes.
2: And Mike <laughs> Moran, for, for people who never never heard anything about Mike Moran. So Mike Moran is best known for Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé's Barcelona album.
4: Barcelona! Barcelona!
2: And he also worked with... uh, brilliant British band called Space Elevator. So just a quick shout out, hi to Space Elevator. And, yep. and, and David, the guitarist. Uh, yeah. But Mike Moran in his very early days.
3: Well, it's, it's fascinating because actually I had a lovely story about Mike Moran because he did the string arrangements. We had a song called All My Love. And basically he said, I could have a steam organ on this. So we took a day to shift it into the studios and it was funny watching him from the control room because it was like being in a cinema you know where you know in the cinema when the operas used to come up at half time mm-hmm. and it looked like and he was playing this great loud organ it's a fantastic experience it's a good session i liked it very much and the band were very good too my,
1: mike's, a, was my, really mike's a lovely guy i i is. had occasion i knew him for i lost touch with him which is a shame and perhaps Perhaps, uh, uh, uh you know if he's listening to this the, we, we won't be able to get back in touch again but uh um yeah I, I he's a fantastic musician and um I was in his studio once when he was playing me some of the time stuff that uh, he did with um you know the Freddie Mercury Stevie Wonder which Cliff Richard starred in on on stage and the Dominion Tottenham Court road back in the day but anyway um but he's a, a lovely 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 guy and an extremely talented and underrated in my opinion
3: oh yeah definitely
2: know somebody there's somebody else who's also very underrated and uh, this guy wrote two tracks on the sparrow album the man is called russ ballard he gave us rock and roll and nobody knows it it's a shame it's really a shame and uh, russ wrote two songs on the album Mm. venus venus first it's amazing
3: He's a good writer. Come on, you have to, you have to encourage. Other, I have always encouraged young people and trying to get musicians to write, because it's the most songs are the most important things to us.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. You remember how, how how you judge your life for what songs were there at the time when you were younger. You
1: know, they, so they, I'm they, get, I'm guessing Sparrow would have because for those again for the Russ Ballard listeners, Venus Shine Your Light, open brackets, as it is on the Russ Ballard first solo album from '74. It's the same track, so I I sort of like you know obviously when I think I know this when I was playing it I thought my God, and it's lovely it's a really good version and uh, so I would imagine maybe the Sparrow version came first
3: would it have done I don't know what one was the Sparrow no, no, album No I don't think so maybe uh, well maybe it did I don't know but
1: maybe, uh, maybe not it's, yeah, it's, well, I think because the
3: it's, nice thing about that album is when um, uh, Hank Marvin came in he, he agreed to play on the days of the band, emerge the days of the band. And he, he wow. played loved, loved him, him. The guys loved him, you see, they watching him play his, his 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 part on the song. It was fantastic for them, it was like a hero coming in. It's like having wow. Elvis come in to do the backing vocals.
1: <laughs> that sounds brilliant. I mean what a lovely, what a lovely collection of songs and a lovely story that that Sparrow album is. And we, we must also mention the, the track Love written oh, yeah. by by Russ, which yeah. obviously was on the on the Nexus album sandwiched very nicely if i'm not mistaken between the coming of kahootik and music from the spheres on on side one i think yeah exactly. um so it's a it's a kind of progressive sandwich there uh, a love sandwich you could argue uh, yeah. uh <laughs> careful what i say here so yeah. um anyway so yeah. uh, but it's a great song chris
3: yeah uh, and th- listen you you use writers that you know and uh, mm. it, it sounds good, it's good. The interesting thing was, you know, we got inducted into the Rock Rock Hall of Fame. I remember Rod saying that we got inducted in New York at the Barclays Center the same day that the time of the season went to number one in America, exactly the same day. So it was history sort of finishing. That was fantastic, isn't it? Wow. wow.
1: That says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame very soon. Um, okay.
2: Something else I like—I like to uh, disagree with you now, Ian. We must talk about Sparrow, and we must talk about a song called Celebration.
1: Okay, Chris. Let me let you into a little secret here. But so basically, we we've been playing. I, I, when I heard the Celebration track, I thought, Ah, it's a Ring of Hands. It's the track on Ring of Hands. Oh my God. Um. So. I said to Sven, well, of course, the Argent version's better, isn't it? And he went, no.
3: <laughs> uh, I love so, both. I, 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 when they did Celebration, they did their own arrangements and everything. So it was a great version they did, with all that harmony thing they're going on. At the beginning, yes. Yeah. It yeah. is.
1: It, it, it is. But I, uh, so I, I think this, we, we, we probably need to, to let the listeners, um, what we're going to do is we're going to play ver- both versions. Uh, in the podcast so that people can make up their mind and um, you know but maybe people will, will do a little one of those questions which which version do, do you do you uh, do you enjoy the most but but
2: I don't want to I don't want to guide our listeners into the wrong direction but I would say Celebration <laughs> uh-huh. by Sparrow is more vibrant and it's five percent it's only Ian is only five percent better than the Argent no, version, but it's five percent better. That's it. And it's more vibrant. So dear listeners, make make up your own own opinion about the song, but remember my words. Sparrow version is five percent
1: better. Let's play them now. you go then you can now listen for yourself and 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 make up your own mind and if you didn't know that sven was from germany he only sven could say it's five percent better only sven could say (laughs) that. ian i'll call you in seven minutes that's what he does so um that that's uh, away from sparrow just for a moment that that's let us I to say Fly Away, but that, that's another track on the Rust Bus Ballard's first album, alongside Venus, but anyway. Yeah, something um, I heard. Rust—that that is something you heard, exactly. So <laughs> we're going back to volume one of the Chris White experience, um, and we wanted, again, to let you know that we really enjoyed that. And, and obviously on your Facebook page, I know you did a, a walkthrough as well, which was really interesting, um, and I sat through both of those you did, Chris. Um, so thank you. And maybe you should do one for the sparrow. I don't know. But anyway, if you don't know whether you've got any plans, um, but I think you've got so many stories for each song. It's fascinating for people like us. It really is. Uh, but anyway, uh, the two songs, something I heard and, um, sorry, plays on something I heard, I think, and up against the wall and unhappy girl. They are the three songs, Francie Conway, one of Sven's favorites. I know he wants to talk about that. And Colin singing Unhappy Girl, as I understand it. Tell us a little bit about those, uh, Chris. Any any recollections to well, share?
3: We, the uh, up against the wall again with Francis Conway. He he. I met him in Spain. He came into the bar we was helping with, and uh, I got him a deal in England. But then we the first recording we did. Uh, do you uh, want to make love, which is a Russ Ballard song? Yeah. And he and I wrote the B side, uh, which was because uh, he got. Harassed in in Holland and basically please put him up against the wall again. So he was in Holland and he was doing a TV programme, and the lady who introduced introduced him suddenly said, Francie Conway, do you want to make love up against the wall again? <laughs> 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 so he said, I beg your pardon. So no. I had to re that because it's very funny. Anyway, that was the story of meeting Fr- uh, Francie Conway, yes, and still in with him, you know. Yeah,
2: okay. br- Francie's latest release, Hidden Jams, is like the Chris White Experience records. It's, it's amazing that Francie came up with this and um, making these songs available again. Do You Want to Make Love is polished on the album, which is great. He has a lovely version of Hold Your Head Up uh, on his album and these tracks Ian just mentioned, Something I Heard and um, Up Against the Wall. Um, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic songs, good, good stuff. And yeah. especially with Something I Heard, backing vocals by Mr. Russell Ballard. Yes, and course. you hear him so clear on that record. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I love it. Exactly. I, I remember listening to No More The Fool, uh, the Elkie Brooks track. And if you listen to that, his backing vocals are so pro, you can just hear it's rust. Just, just like so, so unique, mm-hmm. prominent.
3: Yeah, for myself, I always hear Rassi's voice. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Wow, exactly. So, Chris, so, but, what, yeah, what is, over to you, what is,
3: next?
2: what is next? What can we expect from a Chris White experience? Um, how many songs do you have in the can? Hundreds, well, uh, thousands? Uh,
3: well, uh, well uh, I think my, Matthew and Jamie, my sons, uh, they're putting they, they found uh, like 800 tapes a lot of them unreleased. So they think there's enough for eight CDs out at the moment. We've got four out. Wow. Uh, And things we can't use. I I did the first demos for Dire Straits, you know, um, but they didn't let out. Um, Really? um, Who else was it? I I did things for. Oh, yeah. uh, Planet of the Airways. I did the first demos for that. So I worked with some lovely people, some great creative people. Amazing. There's but a first. They're not, they're not songs and it's funny for me, because I say, did I write that? Because I forget half the time.
1: There's a real first. Dire Straits first. Was that their, was that right at obviously right at the beginning of their career?
3: Before they got a contract, yeah. Wow. The, uh, the, the deal, that I, if I demoed them, and it was a tiny little studio, for track and basically, if they got a deal, I would produce them. And uh, uh, Muff Winwood then obviously wanted to produce them, because he's a good producer, but uh mark Knopfler did some sessions for me later and he said oh yeah he said I, I dug out the demos that we did with you he said it's much better than the the fun of things we did and why didn't you do the album i said that's that's the that's the way it goes nowadays you know it's a matter of commerciality who's there at the right time yeah. what,
1: what, is, what a shame we can't listen to those i mean you could say the the dieth straits you know the first recordings are so far away you you could say couldn't you? Maybe we should do some private investigations. What do you think, Sven? Oh,
2: sorry. We sorry. We, sh- we should. So you have a, a massive selection left of songs you could potentially yeah. release, apart yeah. from the Dire Straits thing. So somebody has to speak with Mike Knopfler now. Mark, give yeah. it free. <laughs> I if think somebody so. has to ring him. So that's the end
1: of the story. But so maybe all the zombies fans should be writing to sending a message to Mark Knopfler and, and the Dire yeah. Straits guys. All right. And saying, look, we understand this is around. Can we have permission for <clears throat> Chris White to to release those songs? What do you think?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, think um, so. we, do, we do whatever is needed for this. You heard it. You heard it first here on the voices of Russ <laughs>
0: Hi, this is Russ Ballard and you're listening to The Voices
1: of Russ Ballard Podcast. Sorry, Sven, I keep interrupting you. So much to say, so much. Hope, so hopefully
2: we will see some some more releases from you, Chris. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Another five albums?
3: No, pr- probably a four or five. Uh, there's, we've divided it into songs by myself but I've covered it mm-hmm people uh, uh, productions and presentations so three different things. there's a, a lovely singer we had new uh, work with called Bianca Kinan, and we did an album with her which was never properly released so that'll be released one of the sections uh, but there's still some songs there which I've forgotten about because my sons are calculating uh, tabulating them all and, and putting them into archives which is very interesting especially I'm... as I'm getting old enough I've forgotten everything.
1: Just on Bianca, Bianca Canan, Um, I noticed there are a few songs on sprinkled across the the first three volumes, and obviously I saw her live singing live on stage with Jv John Verity. Oh yeah. Um, where uh, yeah at the Stables, and I know you were. I saw you over the other side of the uh, of, of the stage, so I know you were there. Um so yeah, and, and what a voice she has. Woo, dear, oh dear. Twice I think I saw her. Didn't they do did a version of um why uh, my guitar Jenny Weeps? Did they do a version of that? I think they might have done. But anyway, they, they really did nail it those two. So that was quite and a special.
3: Both great singers. Yeah. And she's a great singer. She really loves. Oh, JV one of my favorite tracks on the first Chris White experience is I dance the dance. Yeah. which I wrote originally with Matthew Fisher from Procolarum. Yes. He, had a, he was entering a competition for an anthem. I think it was run from Abbey Road. And his writer had let him down. So he asked me, because I'd written songs with him and I did produce two albums with him. And wow. uh, yeah, I liked it so much, of course. We did it with a choir, but it didn't get anywhere. But my wife and I loved it so much that we wrote a song around it. I think the person to sing this is Bianca Ganar. So it's one of my favorite tracks, actually.
1: Absolutely brilliant. Only a demo. Well, it's been you know, it's been um, it's been brilliant to uh, to talk about the Chris White Experience. So thanks once again, and and you know, an, an unashamed plug. If you want to buy some CDs, go to the Chris White Experience website. Go to
2: www.thechriswhiteexperience.com.
1: Um, Sven and I always prefer pointing people like us to support the artists. Obviously, we those dear boys at Spotify and all the rest is all very well, but um, if we can support the artists, we should—that's what we should be doing, in my opinion. And and Sven and I also like to have something we can hold uh, and read from. Uh, I always
2: want to have a physical record, and yes, please, people, support the artist. You can have your Spotify account, you can have your Apple Music account, uh, Mm. do whatever you want to stream it, but buy the records, so jump over to chriswideexperience.com
1: and buy the records, always put ten of each in your basket, buy top man well said well we're moving towards the end of our chat with 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 chris but we we've got a couple just a few questions left chris so thank you again for giving up your time so great it was lovely well it's unbelievable for us talking to you i can tell you so before we we like to finish with some fun questions but before we do that uh we haven't mentioned well we hinted at the beginning but we're actually talking to a member of the rock and roll hall of Fame and you know, again, from all, from us and all our listeners, many, many, you know, congratulations for such a fantastic and well-deserved achievement. Um, By you, uh, for you and the boys, of course. Um, So we, we have to ask you what was it like when you heard you'd been successful? I think you were nominated four times in five years. So tell us about that. And also, you know, going on stage we've all seen your acceptance speeches. absolutely brilliant tell us a little
3: bit about that well it was fantastic hearing that we'd finally been and got in and we were introduced by uh, Susanna Hoffs which was she talked about when we affected her it was so you see the whole point is we were all in our 70s and that when we we're on stage I look along the line and it feels like we're all 25 again it was such
1: yeah yeah
3: it was fantastic yeah and uh and then backstage as we were doing interviews uh uh brian may May, yeah brian may came mate he said sorry to to interrupt you i just want to say how much you affected queen
1: wow sven did you hear that (laughs) (laughs) Sven (laughs) Sven is Sven is the biggest Queen fan in the world, you see. Oh, right. Oh, yeah.
3: He came back. <laughs> He's "Sorry, right. interrupt. Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> yeah. well, such a nice man. He he, he contributed um, to uh, the Russ Ballard's um, uh, night, uh, you know, an evening with Russ Ballard in London. And he, he came along and played uh, Since You've Been Gone. Which, which was lovely. Yeah, which was lovely. A lovely man. And, yes, which is, very polite. Very nice man.
2: Since, since You've Been Gone is one of his uh, very all-time favorite songs and he always <laughs> played it in, on his uh, solo live tours and
1: yeah real yeah. real so fantastic <laughs> you know well well done your achievement and uh, your acceptance speech i thought was was lovely chris because um, you you said encourage young people to write songs yes and that came from the heart so Absolutely. that's that's really lovely
3: it's very important that music in, in this, especially this time these day and age, is in creative music, lifts us up, and yes. we mark our lives by it. It's as simple as that.
1: Exactly, exactly. Okay. That was a lovely thing to say. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just seeing the. I, I watched, I watched it. It was an excuse to watch it again, um, doing my preparation for today, and watched all the uh, I sp- spend it. Um, watching all the songs you played um, at, the, uh, at the induction and, uh, and obviously the acceptance speeches. So many, many congratulations. Very, very well-deserved uh, for such a, a rich career in music, Chris. And, and, the, and the other guys. <laughs> well, we hope you're enjoying our part two of our chat with Chris White. We're now just going to have a brief interlude and bring you some news hot off the press, some exciting news, in fact. Now, some of you may have seen a post from Russ on the official Russ Ballard Facebook page about some new material that he's been putting together during lockdown and and since as well. So expect now some exclusive links to brand new music on Russ Ballard's Facebook page, on Russ's Facebook page, and also here on the voices of Russ Ballard over the coming weeks too. So, to kick things off, ladies and gentlemen, have a listen to an exclusive snippet of a new track for 2021, and who knows, a future Russ Ballard album too. This is Runaway Child.
2: was amazing, wasn't it? Runaway Child, brand new from Russ Ballard. We are so excited about the new material. And yeah, more to come and hopefully a brand new album in 2022. So back to the podcast now with the wonderful one and only Chris White. And back to you, Ian. So... um.
1: We're going, to, we're going to move along now to some fun questions, which I, I hope you're going to enjoy. And, and um, I think Sven's going to kick them off. Sven.
2: It's, it's kind of a format we established here in the Voices of Rasbella podcast. So this is our Desert Island questions. Chris, we sent you off to a desert island. For whatever reason, you are a lovely man. We really love you, but we have to send you now to a desert island. And you can take only one album to that desert island. Which album would it be?
3: Well, a strange answer to this because, uh, apart from all the rock and roll that I love, the first album I ever bought was George Shearing and Peggy Lee singing The Beauty and the Beat and uh, i loved it so much but it was it's my first album and so that's the one i'll, I'll nominate no rock and
2: roll just that no rock and here. roll but perhaps i uh, we Ian and i give you g- give you the chance to take beside the album one single with you oh bloody just one single
3: uh, yeah it's the beatles i think it has to be the beatles and it has to be love love me do <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, I've, this is a more difficult question, but it's a fun question as well, Chris. And and we've had some great answers to this one. Um, now, you've worked with all the great names. Uh, you've worked with so many, you know, uh, different people, diverse people. All all got one thing in common. I would imagine they're extremely talented. But I'd like to know. We'd like to know. The listeners would like to know the best. So, you know, one person that you think was probably the most talented person. You've ever worked with, and the worst. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to be careful Revealing here.
2: Revealing secrets again at the yeah. voices of Ross podcast. Bob,
1: Bob and Russ did answer that one. Did, 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 I know it's difficult, and we don't obviously want to uh, to um, to make you unpopular with anybody. But um, if you can think of anything that
3: uh... well, actually the first, person i work with, obviously, is Rod Argent. That's, that's no reason except he's so talented and challenging, and encouraged me as well. Yeah. And he's younger than me, so he's he, he was excellent to work with. And having to work with Rod Arjun and Colin Blanstone, you write for them, so they push you to be better and better. I have to say, the worst person I did an album for was Doris Troy.
1: Can you tell us a little bit
3: more about that? Um, I wasn't credited on the album, simple. Uh, I was put down as engineer and I was producing. That would be it. <laughs> yeah. That would be it. He was a oh liar. From the, really yeah uh, from a... Uh, uh, theatre in yeah, the north london anyway
1: oh, no. okay okay
3: it, it wasn't that bad but I did, didn't get credited simple as that
1: yeah which is it's yeah. like doing Pain a piece enough. of work and yeah, that's,
3: that's a good answer that's a Pain good enough answer
1: to say that and finally um we're going to let you party. because you've been so good to us uh today we we're, we're going to give you a chance to host your own dinner party and you can invite four people to that dinner party, alive or dead, and we can bring them back to life, especially for you. Um, who would be the four people that you would like round the table in that dinner party?
3: Uh, Dale Shannon, Tom Petty, oh. uh, who else would it be? I did Dusty Springfield, and uh, I've forgotten who else it was going to be yet. Yeah. Okay and uh, no, I can't
1: think of a certain, my wife actually I was going to say, yeah, yeah, excellent Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> excellent answer yeah. I, I like that you would um, that you would like to invite Tom Petty again yeah, sure. a larger than life character
3: not only that, he he talked about... Uh, he first saw us as a Zombies in 65, when he was 14, and he sort of turned him onto rock and roll. So, And when I met him last time, it should be years back, he couldn't speak. It's weird. It's like me meeting my heroes. It's very strange. You know, he's been a hero of mine for a long time. And then he was speechless. So
1: mm. music
3: is important. It affects us all.
1: It is. It is indeed. Indeed, yeah. Chris, it's been fantastic talking to you today. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope you, well, you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Oh, yeah. um, and, um, you know, we we look forward to more of the Chris White experience. We look forward to seeing you. You know, you, you think you might do some zombie stuff again with the guys on stage? Well, COVID, obviously get this bloody COVID thing yeah. out of
3: the way might be we're still alive. <laughs> yeah
1: that would be great.
3: Yeah.
2: It, it would be really yeah. it would be great um, yeah. to see you guys on stage again. I, well. I, yeah. I said this to to Ian a couple of times and all, I think also last time I had Russell on the phone said look, I've been to the UK so many times a year before COVID and, and now the last time I was in the UK, was in october 2019 as we did the um, photographs for russell's latest album it's good to be here so it's 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 long overdue to come again to come over again and and see you guys and enjoy music because yeah what holds us together in these difficult times apart from covid we have so many problems in this in this world at the moment i think is music music keeps us alive Good music um honest music um I'm, I'm not a fan of what 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 happens in the charts today all no. these electronic weird wow. music that's I not really music loved- anyway. Old old school and old fashioned music, um, where writers did write the heart and, uh, their, their heart and soul is it, there's something special in these tracks from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and um, so it's long it's long overdue to see live concerts again and all exactly. these
1: passionate people.
3: Totally
1: agree. Totally agree. Well, well said, Sven <laughs> So Chris, once again, thank you very much for all our listeners. Thank you for spending the time. Um, as f- from Sven and I, you know, maybe we can have you on again sometime. I think we should say to you, "I want you back again." <laughs> um, and uh, so, on behalf of the voices of Russ Ballard and from me, it's good. It's goodbye from me, Ian,
2: and from me, Sven. Thank you very, very much for listening to this wonderful podcast with the one and only. Chris White
3: Thanks very much everyone that's me and thank you for the pleasure of talking to you too
0: Hi this is Russ Ballard and you're listening to the Voices of Russ Ballard Podcast